love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand. A brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. This is Hotshot Danny Duggan, leader of Team Jacked and Fanny Packed, and you're listening to the J&K Podcast. All right, guys, Big Joe and Carl Kerfa here on the J&K Podcast after a CWE live back here in Sault Ste. Marie again, Carl. Canadian Wrestling's Elite, one of the, obviously, as it says right in the title, the elite companies within Canada going around doing a tour. We are the second last stop on this tour. An amazing run that these guys have had. So happy with what's happened and so happy with the show tonight. Danny, how are you feeling after the show tonight? I'm feeling beat up. I'm exhausted, but that's not just tonight. That's, that's because we're on day 20 of 21 of this big tour. So we're running low on fumes right now, but, but the Sault Ste. Marie crowd definitely, definitely gave us some energy tonight. They're a great crowd. Uh, even when we saw you walked in, I'm like, uh, you know, you know, hearing what was going on before, you know, with a possible injury went now, which we, you know, we're glad you're you're in decent shape. But you don't need surgery now, so that's yeah. a, definitely a good deal there. And just I'm like, dude, like he looks sore. I'm like, he's about 20 days now on his tour, right? So yeah, so. to kick off the tour with that injury was was definitely rough. And then now having to wrestle around that injury, I've I've got time. I've got others because of it. You know, you're <laughs> you're trying to nurse one part of your body, so you're compensating another spot. So yeah. I feel like I've been in a car wreck to say the least. But, uh, you know, just, I got to say, you know, just from, from two guys born and raised in the Sioux, just a, it's great to have real professional wrestling back in the Sioux because there's such, a, I'm sure that you're starting to pick up on this now, being here a couple of times, and there's a, a good market here for professional wrestling that's been overlooked for, for a good portion of, uh, you know, for the last few, more than a few years, right? Yeah. So I, I think tonight was a really good indication of that. There was a really good turnout here, and I think it's something we can definitely build on. And with CWE looking to expand nationally and getting closer and closer every tour as we go further west, further east, it's it's important for Sault Ste. Marie to be a successful stop on that tour because if we want to start doing Sudbury, Toronto, Ottawa, yeah, then absolutely. you know eventually Quebec and, and things of that nature, we need the stops along the way to be self-sufficient. So to see Sault Ste. Marie do as well as it did tonight is very promising that we're going to be back on a regular basis if we continue to see crowds like this. And you know having Jake as, as your main draw doesn't hurt either, right? But uh, so cool to have him here. Like, when people walk in the door, it's like, whew, right, it's, right over to him, It's right? been like that every night, and, oh, and that's not lost on us. We do understand that a big part of this tour's success is Jake Roberts, and yeah. that's why we wanted him a part of this tour, because there's some wrestlers that transcend professional wrestling. There's guys that are big stars in professional wrestling, and then there's guys that are just big stars in the real world and pop culture and things of that nature. And Jake Roberts is one of those names right up there with a Hulk Hogan or a Bret Hart or a Randy Savage. You don't have to be a wrestling fan to be familiar with Jake the Snake no. Roberts. And it was very apparent tonight with the, with the crowd we saw. 
And it was so good to see Jake being able to get up into the ring, especially after, you know, working with Diamond Dallas Page and getting himself back and healthy again. It's amazing to see that. Um, I want to come a little bit local for you uh, with the CWE itself. Now, you, you said yourself that you're looking to go national and that you want to make this as big as it possibly can be. Um, in time, do you feel with the amount of younger talent that you're kind of bringing in and I know that that's something that you do right you bring in you know other talents to kind of help grow the younger talent and stuff like that which is amazing to see um do you feel that CWE could become like training grounds or even like farm team for WWE at some point I don't know if officially yes, but unofficially most definitely, and, and we have had that happen over the last nine years. There's been so many guys that you see on WWE television now or Ring of Honor television or Impact television that have done these tours and have done a lot of these tours, and nobody is offering the touring schedule we do anywhere in North America. WWE isn't even doing 21 days no. straight anymore. <laughs> They're not. You know, like, yeah. we're, we're trying to put something together here that, that's very foreign to today's landscape of professional wrestling. So you see, the, you see the guys who want to be wrestlers and the guys who pretend to be wrestlers very quickly. And we saw that very quickly on this tour. There was guys that dropped out four or five shows in just because the conditions are tough. You're traveling yeah. Canada in the middle of winter. Uh, your accommodations aren't always the, the most luxurious, to say the very least, but it's all a part of professional wrestling, especially in the country of Canada. It all comes with the culture of what we do up here. So oh, yeah. it's one thing to say you want to be a professional wrestler and you want to make it, and there's another to come on the road and tough it out and grind it like we have for the last three weeks and, and do it as often as we do. So you, you really see the guys who want to do it. And then when you do see those guys become successful, you know, a prime example is a guy, uh, Silas Young, Ring of Honor. He just won their television championship. Yeah. Yep. He started, you know, he started touring with us, I want to say, you know, two, three years ago, and you could tell as soon as he got his opportunity, he was going to be ready. He was, he was a wrestler. You know, he was able to handle these tours. He loved, you know, he loved the, the culture of them and being a part of it. And you could see from day one that he was going to be able to succeed because he was able to survive the conditions that were up here, and he was going to be able to survive anything that was thrown at him moving forward. And then you get other guys up here, and you see upon first glance, you're like, you know, he's going to be a really good fit. But then when it comes to grinding it, you realize very quickly that. Maybe not, because yeah. there's a lot more. There's a lot more to being successful in professional wrestling than what goes on in the ring. That, that's actually one of the smallest parts of being successful in the professional wrestling industry. So it's it's really cool. And because we're pro offering so many shows, we kind of have our pick of the litter now. I've got a list a mile long of guys from all over the world that want to come and do these tours. So you're going to be seeing a lot more guys that are going to go on to be even bigger stars coming through and doing these tours moving forward. Because there's so many guys just scraping at our door trying to get in. So those names are names that are coming to you. You haven't gone to them. 100%. And nice. That's, wow. it's, 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 since we've started doing Good. these longer tours, it's just it grows by the day. That's it's so awesome. hard to keep track of just the guys that want to come up here because even in some of the busier areas of the United States, it's common that a wrestling company runs once a month, twice a month. So if you're a professional wrestler looking to, to, to seek work and perfect your craft, so to speak, you have to hustle and get individual dates, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So to come up here and, and work for one company and, and get three weeks straight worth of work, that's yeah. that's where you're going to get that experience you need. Oh, definitely. Uh, one thing is that you know I, I was thinking of starting off asking this question, but uh, I, I think I'll ask you now. When did Winnipeg all of a sudden, seemingly out of nowhere, become a hotbed of professionals? Like, we have you, we have Kenny Omega, we have Chris Jericho. It's like all this stuff is kind of happening at the same time almost. Three guys from Winnipeg making an impact on the wrestling scene. Winnipeg has always been yeah. amazing. I for, wasn't for aware of this talent. until just yeah, recently, right? We've, we've, that's, that's part of the reason I started Canadian Wrestling's Elite in 2009 is I always believed the talent in Winnipeg 
was far superior or elite, so to speak, in comparison to all mm -hmm. the other places in the country and the United States I was traveling. And because we're geographically in the middle of nowhere in the, in the wrestling world, so many of the guys that come from Winnipeg or that are consistent in Winnipeg are just unknown to the rest of the world because it's so it's so hard to be an independent wrestler from Winnipeg and gain opportunity internationally or in the United States just because the travel cost is so expensive. Um, yep. It's just it's not the most economical to do. So unless you jump all in like a, a Kenny Omega and move to Japan and really build build your career from scratch in another country, it's really tough. Um, I'll use Kenny as an example. Before he got his big break in, in Japan, he was wrestling infrequently for Ring of Honor. Mm -hmm. And at that time, he was still an incredible talent and was well on his way to being one of the best oh, yeah. in the world. But just being from Winnipeg, his flight was so expensive that Ring of Honor even passed on using Kenny Omega on a regular basis at the time because it just wow. wasn't financially feasible to do. So that's kind of been the downfall and, and the, the disadvantage for wrestlers in Winnipeg for a long, long time. So when I started traveling in the, you know, the, in the early and mid-2000s and, and seeing what else was out there, I said, you know what, there's so many guys that are just not getting their just due where we're from because they're a lot better than these guys elsewhere. So that was kind of the opportunity, that was kind of the, a part of the original concept of CWE being based in Winnipeg is yep. we need to bring in wrestlers that can see the talent we have there we need to bring in wrestlers that can network with the wrestlers we have in Winnipeg and get them out and get them opportunity elsewhere and it's, it's really paid off because now not only are we doing that for wrestlers in Winnipeg we're doing it for wrestlers across the continent yeah, I mean, you know, the Sault Ste. Marie area specifically, like geographically, a very kind of like a central kind of location right, and you know, Ontario you know, is a always has been a real hotbed of, of, uh, of professional wrestling. So it'd be really nice to see, you know, obviously, you know, to come, keep coming back here to the Sioux, but, you know, like you mentioned, Sudbury, Toronto, you, know, you guys can do extremely well there, you know, with, uh, you know, with the right uh, guys. So looking forward to more of that, obviously, right? So Definitely, it's, it's we are good. looking forward to yeah. more of that. And again, you said June 3rd is the next time that you're coming to the Sioux. So everybody make sure that you mark that on your calendars. So I think... Uh, Danny's had a rough night, a long night, so I think we can do a little bit of quick uh, word association yeah. and uh, kind of end things off here. So um, I got just a couple of different ones here, and Joe, I'll let, uh, I'll let you start off with the first name, and or the first one, and then yeah. I'll continue next, and then we'll just keep going back and forth. So yeah, we'll, we'll start at the top list and work our way down. Uh, first one on the top, Tomahawk Gene Swan. He's my trainer. Uh, I've got nothing but the utmost respect for, for Tomahawk Gene Swan. Um, I, I started training with him uh, months into wrestling. Uh, after I was already wrestling, I, was, I, was, I debuted with a group called River City Wrestling. And I was learning from a lot of guys who weren't qualified to be training anybody to wrestle. But being a young kid, I didn't know any different. I just wanted to be a wrestler. These guys were wrestlers. I thought it all made sense. And I quickly realized it didn't. And I, I got the opportunity to train with Gene, who was an incredible teacher and, and was really the driving force behind teaching me the fundamentals of professional wrestling that I still use to this day. Awesome. Colt Cabana. Colt Cabana. I, I like Colt. He's a lot of fun, man. I've, I've wrestled him a few times. We've had him on tour here. And uh, I, if I had to put Cabana in, a, if I had to use one word, I'd say just different. He's different than any other wrestler I've had on tour in the ring and outside the ring. He's a very unique personality and he's fun to be around. And I always enjoy hearing his perspective because it's a lot different than a lot of other people that, that we have come on the road with us. Nice. TNA Team Canada. Which version of Team Canada? Mm. <laughs> original. The original, original Team Canada. I think the original, original Team Canada was guys like Teddy Hart and, and things of that nature. Um, 
Well, in the original Team Canada, there's Johnny Devine, who's also somebody I credit for my training. So uh, he was the guy that I essentially, I, I give credit to for helping everything make sense in the ring. Gene Swan taught me the fundamentals. Johnny Devine taught me how to put it all together and make it make sense. Um, it'd be great to see more of it because I think we're finally, you know, you mentioned earlier how Winnipeg has kind of had this big boom as of late with, with stars coming out of it. But I've felt that for a long time that just Canada hasn't been getting its just due, but we're starting to see it again. Yeah. Uh, you know, in the 90s, Canadian wrestling was respected at a certain level because you had Bret Hart, Owen Hart, you know, then you had Edge, Christian, Chris Jericho. And then for a long time, it just kind of dropped off the map where Canadian wrestlers weren't necessarily getting opportunities the way they were, or just at least weren't getting the exposure and recognition that they used to. So I think we're starting to see that again now with, you know, Kenny Omega and, and Chris Jericho help bringing yeah. that to the forefront. And then you have a Kevin Owens, you have a, you have a Sami Zayn, um, and there's so many other guys, Bobby Roode. There's Bobby so Roode. many Canadian yep. guys now that are just dominating wrestling. You know, yeah. Kenny Omega in New Japan, you've got Kevin Owens and those guys who are world champions in WWE. Um, so I think we're starting to get that that respect back for, for being the quality of wrestler and wrestling that we produce again. So Team Canada, I think, was the last kind of guys to get that, that spotlight put on them, and I think we're getting it back again. Perfect. Ring of Honor. Ring of Honor, I love what they're doing right now in the sense that they're, they're making new wrestling fans. The wrestling fans want an alternative. Um, and, and Ring of Honor is offering that. And I think this last year has you know, been the best year for business they've ever had. And I think that's good for wrestling as a whole because especially for a company like us, that, that's, that's what we want for ourselves as well. So to see another company being able to create their own hold of the marketplace and, and yeah. generate their own fan base is good for everybody because that shows it yeah. can be done and it shows that wrestling fans do want an alternative. So, you know, everybody always... You know, because of the Monday Night Wars, everyone thinks you need to compete with WWE, and there's always this war for number one. But I don't think it needs to be like that. I think just like in the restaurant industry, there's McDonald's, there's Burger King, there's Wendy's. There's different brands, and people have you know different tastes for different things. And I think Ring of Honor is a good example of that. You know, WWE is always going to be where it's at. You're not gonna, you're not gonna, you're not gonna unseat Coca-Cola or, or Pepsi. They're they're going to be where they are, and they're going to have their fans. But that doesn't mean there can't be a secondary brand that sells just as well. And I think Ring of That's Honor right. is really capitalizing on that right now. And New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling to a large extent now too, especially after Wrestle Kingdom 12 with Chris Jericho going over there and making such a big impact. And yeah. uh, I think, you know, bringing, you know, because you looked on, on Facebook and social media, you saw so much being promoted for Wrestle Kingdom 12 that uh, I think it, it brought a lot more attention to the pro wrestling business, you know, to just the casual kind of observer I think out there. It, I think it's super cool that, that Chris Jericho did that. Like, obviously, he yeah. did it first and foremost. He's probably making a lot of money, and that's, that's the driving force behind every business decision. Yeah. But... On, a, on another level, it's, it's amazing that he did that because he has, such, he has such star power and he has such a large network that he single-handedly put hundreds of thousands, if not millions of new eyes on the New Japan product, which is absolutely incredible right now. Yeah. So it opens the doors for other wrestlers in that company to get seen by, by new wrestling fans. And it, yep. it gives that company an opportunity to be seen by new wrestling fans that maybe wouldn't have given a chance otherwise. And that's, I think that's what we needed for the business to be successful. You know, you talk about Ring of Honor and New Japan, like a lot of their talent is available to independents like us. Mm -hmm. yep. So by Chris Jericho bringing that audience to New Japan, and maybe that audience sees there's some Ring of Honor guys on there. What's this Ring of Honor product about? They go 
and watch that. Well, CWE gets an opportunity to have New Japan guys like Chase Owens on our tour. We get the opportunity to have Ring of Honor guys. So what Chris Jericho did, I think, helped the entire industry as a whole. You know, not just himself financially. It helped the entire industry because it got more eyes on wrestling. And because that match was so great and that card was so great, I think anybody that saw it is going to be open to a wrestling alternative, which is, is great for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Now, speaking of Chase Owens, next one on the list, Bullet Club. That that's another example of people, uh, you know, creating opportunities for for new eyes on the business. They've kind of caught on with that cult following, and now it's blown up. I, you know, I want to say it's it's cre- it's crept into pop culture. Like their shirts are in Hot Topic. Yep. Um, you know, just that match with Omega and Jericho brought more eyes that maybe weren't on it before. Um, it's the modern day NWO. It and really is. It's, it's crossing into pop culture, yep. and it's it's helping make the casual viewer a wrestling fan again. And I think for a long time that was lost. Cause I would say, you know, up until maybe a year or two ago, the wrestling audience for a good part of a decade, it was just that loyal diehard wrestling fan. And we suffered through yeah. some shitty wrestling <laughs> during that 10 year span, you yeah. know, as people tried to figure out their formula and try to see what the next cool thing would be or what the next big thing would be. Um, so they're bringing new fans back to the table. It's cool yep. to be a wrestling fan again. I think they're a big part of that. So I think the last one that we're going to end off with here, um, probably the biggest name in professional wrestling history, um, Vincent Kennedy McMahon. <laughs> Vincent Kennedy McMahon, I've, I've had the opportunity to meet him on a few occasions. The last time I did WWE work a few months ago, I actually got to work on a segment with him, which was yeah. super cool. Um, it was prior to the, the TLC pay-per-view and Kane did a choke slam to Braun Strowman off the stage and I was the dummy that actually was taking that choke slam off the stage prior in the day so they can get the right camera <laughs> angle for it so I got to work hand in hand with Vince as they got the angle they wanted which was really cool because nice. you know as a wrestler or you know somebody who has always wanted to to be in the business to work alongside him even for that brief few minutes was super oh, yeah. cool um, but outside of that he's my favorite wrestling character like I, I from his commentary in the 90s to the Mr. McMahon character if I had to use one word to describe Vince McMahon, it'd be entertainer or entertainment. Yeah. Like he's, you can listen to him on commentary and you can't help but smile or laugh at how like ridiculous it is at times, but in a good way. And then he, his facial expressions and his promos, they're the best in the business. And it's and, and he's not a wrestler, and that's the that's the cool thing about it too is like he he mm-hmm. understands the business on another level in and out of the ring, which just kind of makes him a really cool, unique enigma. And uh, I to this day, like I could be, I don't watch wrestling too often. But if Vince McMahon comes on the television screen, I'm watching because just him walking down the ramp the way he does, the power rock, yeah, the way he executes his promos, <laughs> he's, he's, he's probably my favorite wrestling character of all time. Awesome. I think that's a good way to end off. Uh, thanks for uh, joining us here, Danny. Thanks again for bringing Pro Wrestling back to Sault Ste. Marie. We all appreciate everybody who was here tonight. And I think that's a good way to end off, Carl. Definitely it is. Thank you very much, and we'll see you soon. June 3rd.